Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast box office report for Thursday, June the 7th. We are at our Thursday home of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We're out at the Alamo Draft House in Springfield, Missouri. As always, I am Joey Mills with GeekDad.com, and we'll just go around starting over here. Kenny, well, Odin Wright with Geekdad. <laughs> wait, wait, who are you again? Odin Wright with Upscale Edge. I'm Odin, I mean, Kenny Wright with Upscale Edge. Jen Johnmeyer with Alamo Draft House. Are you sure? I feel like we're the I only two know. that know who no, we see, are anymore. What, what would have been hilarious if you would have went, I'm Joey Mills. But I mean, I'm... I yeah. Do over. Nah, nah we're good. <laughs> Screwed it up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into some uh, movie-related headlines. Solo was the number one movie at the dom- in domestic box office for a second week in a row, which is great news. This movie's did not... Okay, well, we'll temper our enthusiasm. It's not doing great, but they did make another $29.4 million. Uh, the latest projections for Solo have the project losing right at about $50 million for Disney when all is said and done. Um, have you had a chance to Drop see in it? in a bucket. Um, I'm going to answer this simple yes or no question with this story. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so I was going to see it last night uh-huh. in preparation, and, and I'm going to do a double feature because it's summer, and you know you want to encourage the kids. Right. Fun stuff and crazy stuff. So we saw Won't You Be My Neighbor first. Oh, yeah. Education. And then one kid was like, is this a documentary? And we said yes, and he almost immediately fell asleep. And the other kid watched <laughs> the whole thing and then said, do we still have to watch another movie? I'm sad now. Oh. And, oh, and we were sobbing. So we didn't see it. And I'm really upset about that. <laughs> well, that's because, too bad. And I almost stayed and watched it by myself anyway, but I felt like that was kind of mean. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, the... The problem for Solo is that they paid for two movies and they threw one away. If they hadn't done that, if they just made yeah. one movie, they would be fine. They would. I still really want to see it. Yeah. Like, I really it's, do. It's you a know, good movie. I, yeah, we won't go into hate. too much because yesterday right. during the podcast. Oh, I looked it, up spoilers. <laughs> just, be, you know. And there's really not, I mean, the spoilers aren't crazy. There's just yeah. that one appearance at the end where people are like, huh, I didn't see that coming. But Yeah. I mean, the, it's kind of hard to spoil the, oh, hey, he gets the Millennium Falcon <laughs> what's in the happen. card game. Yeah. Oh, hey, he they're gonna make it out right. Yeah, They're going to make it out okay. <laughs> Who knows hey, what his real Lando's name was. In it. Yeah. Yeah, we know this, though. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't blown away by any of the spoilers I read. No, there's not. Yeah. yeah. There's not a whole lot to spoil. But, yeah, I mean... People are making excuses for it, but I think it all comes down to the fact they spent a lot of money to make two movies and ended up with one. And right. had they not done that, they would be just fine. Well, that and they're focusing on that is like this is what it's a failure because this. It's like okay, but when we talk about how awesome the movie was, yeah. and not so much about what right. it cost. That's yeah, not no, nobody's saying the movie was a bad movie. It's yeah. right. all these other things that you know. And how crazy is it that twenty nine point four million is, is considered a, loss a dismal in failure? week two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, two. if they don't want it, I'll yeah. take it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll buy the rights from him for what I got in my pocket. Uh, rounding out the rest of the top five, Deadpool two uh, made another twenty three point two million dollars. It was actually the number one global uh, film last weekend, but. Uh, in the U.S., it's at number two, which is about where you'd expect it to be. Adrift actually debuted at number three with $11.6 million. so some people went that and saw that movie. Me. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction that the next week when we talk about this... It won't it's be in the top be, five? Uh, no, I don't think it will be. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure it won't <laughs> either. Uh, number four, Avengers Infinity War made another $10.5 billion. No, I'm sorry. $10.5 million. <laughs> well, if they'd made $10.5 billion, we'd be having a different conversation. They're like, give today. us time. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. And still sticking around. Uh, we were talking about this beforehand. I love it. Book Club made another $7 million. They're like, Love it. It's like whenever that somebody goes in the money machine, you know, and they turn on the fan and all the stuff starts flying yeah. around. People are grabbing it. It's like, and then they open the door and there's still stuff drifting out. It's like, Book Club's right there with their that hands just grabbing water. Yeah. Drifting out. Ridiculously happy that it's so Oh, no, doing no, so we're well. fine. Just $7 million. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take another we're seven. Exactly. We're fine. They're going to make their money literally $7 million <laughs> at, at a time, time. <laughs> which yeah. is great. That's all they want to do. Slow and steady wins the race. Exactly. Uh, a lot, a lot of trailers this week. There've been more today that I didn't have time to put in here. We'll talk about, I guess, on Saturday. But uh, we've got some trailers to talk about. We got a very Disney trailer for Wreck It Ralph two. That wow. is, awesome. yeah, it's very well said. Very Disney. It's very, um, yeah, they're they're certainly playing to the fact that hey, we own everything you want to see I in this know. movie. So, <laughs> and I was still just like a little schoolgirl watching it. I was, I felt like a kid again. Oh, so yeah. that's that's the magic of Disney, I guess. Yeah, the princess love the, scene. Love the scene with the princesses. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Did a big man come in and everybody assumed your problems are all solved? <laughs> that yes. was amazing. <laughs> Our princess. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys okay? Do I need to call the police? Yeah. yeah. It was Great movie. Yeah, so it's many. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, we got a trailer for the remake of the 1977 film uh, Suspira, which is creepy. Sufficiently so creepy. So creepy. Just the long stares from Tilda. So I just that's all you need is her in a movie staring at people and never saying a word. <laughs> I know. And that I, alone will make it creepy. I watched <laughs> it a few times. We have a film club here and we have a very dedicated um, group of people who want to see every version of this all every month if possible. Right. And have been talking about it a long time. And I was like, What is the big deal? And so we showed, you know, the seventy seven version right. and thirty five millimeter. And I'm like, eh. I mean, you know, it's good, but then when I saw this trailer, I was like, oh my God. This, this actually is, looks better yes. than the original. And this isn't usually my genre, but I'm down to see it, I'm for sure. Being someone out of the loop, what is this movie about? It is a, it's just about a creepy, yeah, it's, it's about like, a, a woman who movie. joins a ballet studio in Europe and... You know, 77 is very much still that Cold War thing. So you've kind of got that as the backdrop. And it's just it's just a psychological, creepy horror movie. Whereas this looks to capture a lot of that and maybe even amp up, like I said, the trailer at least, amped up Mm -hmm. the creepy factor just because you have Tilda Swinton. She lends a air of creepiness when it's appropriate to the films yeah, that she's in. Yeah, you definitely, watching the trailer, you would not know, okay, this is what this is about. Right. You just think, oh, what? What? Like, for three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, you'll check it out. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I'm it's not worth, if you're into, it very well, If you're into that psychological, which I, I know you are, yeah. that creepy stuff, that's certainly one that you should watch. There's a whole slew of those from the 60s and 70s uh, mm-hmm. to, look, to look at. Um, Trailer for this December's Bumblebee, another Transformers film. Okay, I will go on record and say I had these Transformer movies do absolutely nothing for me at all. Never have. Saw the first one in the theater. That's the only one I've seen in the theater. The others, it's like if it's on and I happen to pass by, I usually skip right on through. Same. Uh, but this one actually kind of captures the feel from the 80s. It's set, supposed to be set in the 80s, I guess. Bumblebee is the you know yellow beetle again. Um and people are comparing the trailer a little bit to uh, The Shape of Water <laughs> as far as, you know, <laughs> yeah. a woman with this otherworldly creature and kind of their relationship. Um, I don't expect the film to be as good as The Shape of Water. It's probably not going to get that deep. But um, for, a, for a Transformers film, this one looks to be the best of the lot. I like the part with the uh, Rick Astley tape at the end because <laughs> yeah. I hate 
Or I he hate shoots Rick Astley and everything he ever player. did. So it it was good to know that somebody agrees with me out there. Well, what what made me happy is they they showed like it was just a small part in the trailer, but it showed Starscream, yeah. and it looks like he has his 80s color. The old color, jet yeah. color, and it yeah. makes me it makes me happy. Yeah, it, they're they're banking on the nostalgia for this one because uh, they didn't capture it with the other ones. That's for sure. <laughs> Those are they're a little too uh, modern in their sensibilities. Yep, but. That's what trailers are supposed to do, get us excited about it, and they certainly, I think, accomplished that. Uh, speaking of movies that look better than they have any right to, uh, <laughs> we got the first trailer for Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. His is a remake of A Star is Born, uh, starring he and Lady Gaga. And holy cow, <laughs> was not expecting to care at all. It's like, oh, look, another trailer this week. I'll watch it. But I'm kind of... You know, I'll tear off a little bit of my man card if I have to, but I'm kind of excited. This looks <laughs> Me really too. good. Yeah, surprisingly good. And Lady Gaga looks actually she wanted to be billed as Stephanie Germanata under this, but really? I, they must she must have gotten some pressure. I'm sure that he said, you know, yeah, what's going to put people you in would seats? Would not look <laughs> at her and think, hey, it's Lady Gaga. Right. You, she looks almost unrecognizable. They've definitely downplayed her look for yeah. this. No, and that it looks. Really good, I really compelling. I am actually excited to see it. I, too, watched it because people were like, oh, have you seen this trailer? And I'm like, oh, it's kind of my job. I need to see it. And I was <laughs> like, well, look at, would you look at this? This is kind of surprisingly interesting. Yeah, I, I think it could it could have a sleeper. I mean, it could play around here especially. You yeah, know. yep. Uh, we are, haven't seen it yet, but the Halloween trailer is supposed to release Friday. Which I know it's that time of year where they're promoting stuff that's coming out after the summer is over, but it really feels weird when it's ninety degrees outside to be getting all this horror stuff. Because we've had a couple of yeah. creepy trailers and we've got creepy films coming out this week, so it's just kind of oh. odd to me to be in yeah. that mindset. And yeah, yeah, horror films are year round anymore, so yeah. that's what it feels but like. I get your point with the one that's actually called Halloween. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one's gonna be a hard one to to oh. watch on. June, whatever it comes out, I think the 8th or whatever. So Yeah, I don't want anybody robbing my summer. So no. just hold up. Hold up. Slow your roll. I'm personally excited for it. Oh, it's going to be yeah, great. I'm sure it's oh, going to be amazing. I'm sure the trailer will look really good because, you know, they got that down to a science in Hollywood, but oh, yeah. I don't need it in June. <laughs> I'd like to see that like in August or September, which I know is too late. It would make more sense to put it out then. You figure people would be more in the mood. Per se, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be attached to this weekend's uh, release with uh, Hereditary, but we'll see. Uh, also, saw a new trailer for Sony Animated, uh, the, their film department, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, the kids watched it this morning, and then as I dropped them off to summer school, I made them, you know, tell it, say, you love, I love you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. They were like, well, you don't have the sirens, so you can't do that. So I drove real slow through the parking lot going, whoop, whoop at the kids as they were walking, you know. <laughs> People are looking, and then it was fine for them. My oldest and my youngest laughed, and then my middle was like, oh, God, Dad. Why? <laughs> but it looks fun. It looks yeah, like a different so version of Spider-Man yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know how I felt about it, but I, was, I thought it looked good. I, I saw the one, I don't know how many trailers there are for it, but right. I saw one a few months ago, and I told him, I was like, oh, I think you're going to like this. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're um, the young man in the crowd. Tell us what you th- what you think about it. Well, uh, 
like ever since I saw like the first trailer, I, I was excited for it because it it looks like it's featuring. Well, it looked like it was featuring Miles Morales, which is my right. favorite Spider Man. And seeing the second trailer, it got me even more excited because it's not only having Miles Morales, but it's having the mainline Spider Man. It looks like it's having a Spider, Spider Gwen. Gwen so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm really really excited for it because I love all those characters. Absolutely, so. and you know, Sony Animation they surprised me when they did the Peanuts movie a couple of years ago. So this this may be kind of where they're in their wheelhouse, where they're taking these comic and literally comic strip and comic book properties and and doing something with that. Plus, Sony owns the rights to Spider Man, so why not yeah. play with that a little bit? Well, then all these animated movies have such a better script. And oh, right. yeah. it's a more engaging story than anything that's getting put out. You know, well, not anything. I mean, there's good stuff. I mean, I, I just, I've never watched one of these animated things and was like, oh, that, that sucks. That has no reason to exist. Yeah, yeah. they've all been quality. So it's mm-hmm. any of these coming out, I'm like, yeah, sweet. I know I'm going to like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, director Peter Jackson's uh, Mortal Engines trailer, which. All it did for me is make me want to go back and watch uh, Fury Road. <laughs> I really don't care to see this movie, but I'll go back and watch uh, Mad Max again. That's what it reminded me of. I think, yeah, they were trying to maybe capitalize on that a little bit. but I lost interest halfway. I made myself watch the yeah. whole thing, but yeah. I was like over it like yeah. about 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it... It did Maybe not. 20. I don't want to be mean. It's like as we just said, how they've got it down to a science, how they make these things look good. But yeah, yeah. that's one that does just doesn't like, really look that good. Yeah. I saw the trailer of it. It was like on before one of the videos I was watching. Like at first seeing like all the big moving like cities. I'm like, that's right. really interesting. Then it got a little bit into the story stuff. I'm like, this isn't interesting at all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then they kept going. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the trailer, trailer should have been, yeah, a 30 second and then teaser, be a not whole a movie. So yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. And finally, speaking of dystopian futures, uh, we have the trailer for <laughs> the Lego movie, the second <laughs> part, uh, which seems, at least again, from the trailer, to have really recaptured you know, the fun of the original while expanding on the universe. They look like they're going to take it into outer space. But uh, again, another one that plays to the whole. So you did all the work and the guy got the credit. <laughs> so yeah. it's funny. We're, we're at that post-Me Too place now where it's fun to point out the inconsistencies in society and yeah and and you can do it kind of tongue-in-cheek but hopefully make a point where people are like yeah that's right there needs to be a change but do it with a sense of humor because that movie does look just as good as the first oh Oh, yeah yeah, agreed it looked it was very entertaining i I love all those lego movies they just they make me happy i don't know why (laughs) they just they make me laugh and it's just and it's silly stuff that i'm I don't know. I still find funny. And I, Any movie I where the adult and the child are equally entertained. Right. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to pull off. And they, oh, yeah. They're nailing it. And they got Will Arnett back as Lego Batman. And so. I love yes. Will Arnett. So that's <laughs> really that a reason enough right there to go yeah. see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have to do something pretty harsh to not have them have him pop up at least a little bit in everything. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he just, he's kind of... He's like the person you think of when you think of these movies. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After the Lego Batman movie and him being such a big part of the first, and yep. he looks like the second one, then yeah, he's as much as Chris Pratt is. He's kind of you put those two together in Elizabeth Banks. So, uh, People Magazine, kind of moving away from trailers, brought us the first images of Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong in this October's release uh, called First Man, which assuming I assume that means first man on the moon. Mm-hmm. 
it's not like that really bad movie that Ardman Animation did a little while ago. <laughs> oh, or, I know. Or, you know, the one with Jack Black and Michael Cera. This is different. Right. This is about the first man on the moon. It uh, reteams uh, Gosling with uh, Damien Chazelle, who made La La Land with Ryan Gosling just a couple okay. years ago. So apparently they enjoyed that experience and decided to get back together and put this one out. Uh, it also stars... Kyle Chandler, Corey Stoll, John Bernthal, uh, Jason Clark, and Ethan Embry. So very much a men-on-a-mission kind of movie, it sounds like, uh, coming from First Man. Yeah, yeah. It, looked, it looked great. Um, I love this ensemble. Claire Foy, I believe, plays Janet Armstrong. Oh, does she? I um, did not see that. So that's, uh, the, the images looked great, and I'm sure it's going to be an amazing movie. I can't imagine them fallen short of the mark on this one with this cast particularly and the director right i'm pumped be interesting is there anything about like i mean obviously we know what it's about but i mean how are they gonna spoilers <laughs> they land yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dun, dun, dun. but uh, mess with the ending or anything i mean is there anything are they i mean is the landing the secondary you know thing and they're trying to like Tell yeah, a how story are they going to bring the entertainment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because with Apollo 13, there's clear... Yeah. Apollo 13 or Apollo 11? Apollo 13 was the bad found film. Oh, movie. yeah, it was. Uh, Apollo yeah. 11, it's Apollo clear 11. there's drama yeah. already built. There's already conflict. And the Martian has already has conflict built in. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where the conflict's going to come from in this one, but I we'll guess find we'll out. They like, pushed each other to see who was going to be first yeah, or something. kind of like, yeah. Scuffle, last minute. The right stuff again. <laughs> yeah. No one's sure because that's a. Uh, I mean, I've seen a couple other things right. that uh, kind of touched on that subject of the first landing and right. how they played around with that and kind of stories they told and some of the secondary characters that you really didn't hear of in history because they were like female and you know stuff right. like that. So I'm just right. wondering if they're going to try to touch on some of that. I don't know. It's a lot of white guys in the cast, so I don't know. We'll see <laughs> yeah. what happens. Uh, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> You're uh, like, probably not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess it's the white man movie. Super white guys, even. It's, yeah. It <laughs> should be called white. First White Man, not just First Man. Uh, following up on a story from last week, Val Kilmer is on board with the Top Gun sequel. Iceman is back. I'd be interesting to see who's, who's wingman in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to body shame on this show because we would never do that, but Val Kilmer was in town just a couple years ago doing the stage production, the Mark Twain thing that he did. and. Oh, yeah. um, He's got some work to do to make us believe he's part of America's elite fighter pilot force <laughs> to get himself back into shape to be playing shirtless volleyball again. I think it'd be a great documentary. Val Kilmer getting in shape for Top Gun Two. Yeah. And just somebody somebody will probably if you're listening, we want our cut for that, but I'm sure somebody has is going to be documenting his It writes uh, itself really. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, he probably will be posting it to Instagram. Oh, yeah, with social media anymore. I'm sure like we'll that. be seeing his oh, own yeah. updates. Like, but. if that had some big body transformation, I'd be making sure everybody knew. Like oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know about those before pictures. Those, those yeah. before pictures are the hard ones. but Well, you only do those when you have the after pictures. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you're a little bit You long, don't start with yeah. the before pictures. People are like, yeah. oh, oh. And oh, then right. forget about the... <laughs> but I love when people talk, you know, they're like, I don't know if they can do that, you know, or it's amazing that they got into that shape. It's like, that's their job, people. Yeah, they're getting paid. They're not going to work in a Walmart. Yeah, they're not putting in eight hours and then figuring out how to get to the gym. Food and 
hand exactly. them weights. Yeah, they have someone come to them, make them work out. Then they have somebody cook the food for them. Yeah. And they have all the meal plans already set. I was like, it's not that difficult when yeah. that's your deal. We'd heard a story last fall about uh, when Hugh Jackman was getting in shape for Wolverine because he's not normally right. Hugh Jacked man. He's Huge, usually Hugh yeah. Jackman, you know, right. singing, dancing, does Broadway. Hmm. But uh, yeah, peop- he had a chef that would wake him up at like 3 a.m. and force feed however many thousands calories down him so that he would be fueled up for the next day because they would work him so hard and that was the only way to put on the kind of muscle that he was putting on so yeah i have no doubt that val kilmer can get in shape it's just that's that's harder when you get older too (laughs) i'd like to see i'm interested to see that more so than tom cruise or anything start a twitter thing Uh Hashtag want to see Val get in shape. <laughs> exactly. Want to see the pictures. I can't remember what day Tom Cruise posted a picture of himself. Day one. Yeah. And but he's looking away. You know, it's yeah. like this back portion of, of Tom Cruise in his fighter, flight jacket or whatever. And I'm like, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch it. There's right. No doubt. But I need more. Yeah. Oh, it'll rake in the money. For oh, no it'll be doubt. insane. Oh, Again, yeah. Yeah. nostalgia is all they're doing. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, director Peter Jackson recently clarified he is not involved with Amazon's Lord of the Rings streaming series that they're putting together, nor is he involved with any DC Comics films, as rumors have suggested. Um, so thanks, Peter. We know what you are doing. You're making Mortal Engines movie that nobody <laughs> wants to see. Uh-huh. Maybe you ought to get involved with some of these others. I don't know. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, but you know who is involved in another DC Comics film? Jared Leto uh, is going to star as the Joker in a standalone Joker movie. I don't know. So they gave it to him, huh? Well, <laughs> yes About and that. no. Because there was a rumored Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio Joker film, which has morphed into, after people have left the project and come on to the project, now that's a... Todd Phillips, who did The Hangover and other films, uh, is directing Joaquin Phoenix in that in a standalone Joker movie, which is also in production at the same time as Jared's Joker really? movie. So, so much that for DC ridiculous. figuring out what to do. You said it. You said it really well earlier here. Uh, way to blaze a clear path forward. <laughs> yeah, they've they've clearly got a trail. They like, they know what they want to do. Take your life back, DC. <laughs> like. It's just we're just watching like a train wreck at this point, and yeah. I can't look away. But I, I also need to look away because I don't <laughs> deserve to have to see this. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I'm excited for the Jared Leto standalone Joker movie. That I, is me too. I loved his portrayal of Joker in Suicide Squad. That was like the best part of Suicide Squad. <laughs> but, Agreed. Um, <laughs> Know, Which is kind of setting the bar low, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, won't, I won't disagree with you. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, no, yeah. But I don't know why they need two at the same time. I feel like DC needs to be like one or the other here. DC has a big toy box full yeah. of stuff. It's like whenever I was a kid, we collected all the action figures. We had all of them, and we had one of those old school toy boxes that had the top that you know would slide back and forth. And you like oh, when you yeah. were looking for a specific guy, or worse, if you were looking for that guy's plastic weapon oh, you like had that. to lean over and like dig it into the toy box practically and you're scraping around <laughs> the, the bottom looking. Or, yeah but uh 
DC's got that kind of toy box. They've got mm-hmm. all the characters, and Warner Brothers can just pick and choose. And the fact that they've got a number one, we don't need a Joker movie because the Joker <laughs> needs to be mysterious. You don't. The best part of Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, and there were a lot of great parts about it from a story perspective, was the fact that he kept changing his story. You, they've got a different story about how he got his scars each time, and it was mysterious, and you never knew. And not knowing is more unsettling than knowing. Michael Myers is a lot creepier when you don't know than if you get all the, you know, that's part of the reason why Rob Zombie's Michael Myers Halloween movies have not part of the reason why they had not done so well is because we don't need all the backstory. We need this guy to be a creepy. He needs to be a force of nature almost. He He needs to be an agent of chaos, you know. We don't need another Joker movie. We certainly don't need two Joker movies. Give us deep dig in that toy box at Warner Brothers in DC and pull out a different character and give us one good movie with one good character and well, then go from there. DC also needs a guaranteed moneymaker and to just pull somebody out of the close your eyes, reach in, and pull out. I think they're worried that they won't make because with the Justice League and the Batman versus right. Superman, I think they're banking on it. Now, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. You're going to really have to blow me away <laughs> to make me want to see that. That doesn't Jared, even make any kind of sense. No. Now, Jared Leto, you give me that movie with Harley Quinn and make it in well, a natural born killers right. type movie. Yeah. Take all my money. I want to yeah. go see that. <laughs> and that's what it'll have to be. It'll have to have crossover appeal. But again, you know, like you said, you talked about they need to, they need to kind of, DC needs to kind of pull a sleeper off the bench and put him out there on the field because their big hitters are striking out every time they come to the plate. Well, so. it's not so much. It's not, you know, it's, I know they're just characters, right. but it's not them. It's the people writing and you know, directing. And directing. Right. If you've got to get, go, you know, if nothing else, make friends with Marvel people and just kind of be like, so, hey, what's going on? Uh, what's your, <laughs> how do you get your thinking going? Uh, or find curious. some, or here's, here's a thought. Instead of telling people we're going to make this movie and then trying to assemble a team around it and have them come up with a vision for this movie mm-hmm. that matches the size of the paycheck you wrote them to be on this, have people come to you with ideas and explore yeah. those. That's how Iron Man got started because they went and said, hey, we'd like to do this. Nobody else is using this character. You haven't done anything with it, but you've got a studio here. You know, Find people that have ideas first and then make movies as opposed to we need to cash in on this character and then exactly. try to build a movie around it. But, yeah. but what do I know? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. We're we'll probably there. see one of the two, probably the Joaquin Phoenix, since that guy causes problems anyways, that may end up getting scrapped just because of somebody well, walks. Either one or, of these. I mean, yeah. they, they've definitely gone method actor route, and who knows, depending on what kind of mood either one of these gentlemen happen to be in on any given day. Production could shut down on a dime, I'm sure. So, I have nothing else. Jared Leto's uh, Joker could give us a little 30 seconds to Mars. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, he'll do the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. part of the deal, I'm sure. Uh, and finally, in sad news, I'm sorry. I know you had a rough evening, so no. I'm gonna. Well, didn't mean it's okay. to. Okay, I think I got all the tears out last okay. night. Well, uh, Jerry Marin, who was the last surviving Munchkin from The Wizard of Oz, passed away this week. He was 98 years old. Holy it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, he, his Munchkin, his character, represented the Lollipop Guild. Uh, you can see him shyly handing Dorothy candy as thank you for dropping the house on the Wicked Witch of the East. He also had um, bit parts in uh, The Twilight Zone, Bewitched, and even on Seinfeld a little bit. Wow. So. 
<laughs> 98 years old is good for anybody. 98 um, years old is awesome. To I have, have no that idea. kind of career and to have that legacy yeah. of being, you know, I was a munchkin on The Wizard of Oz. And to still get work even as late as Seinfeld. That was, what, the early 2000s? Yeah. So yep. Well, isn't the average age, like, a life expectancy, I mean, for... It tends to be shorter than yeah. just because there tend to be medical mm-hmm. complications involved. But right. ninety eight, I mean, this guy, crazy. wow, he, awesome. And I know he was a big on the a lot of the convention circuit, you know, with like the film, the nostalgic film collectors and stuff like that. So the guy was out there and uh, doing his thing. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive. It is yeah. good on him. I don't know that any of us will get to ninety eight. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Not <laughs> the way I'm going. No way for me. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to. 98 feels like after 70, it's kind of downhill yeah. <laughs> physically. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends, you know, if you get into like what they're doing with science and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I could be a fi- feeling 50, 118 year old man, that'd be great. Give it to me. I yeah. would, I'd live forever if I could. If I'm a 70 yeah. feeling like I'm a 100 year old man, I don't know what yeah. that. No. If I could be spry, I would seriously, I would live forever. That'd yeah. be awesome. And provided people that I knew and loved were also alive. Yeah, they were, that would yeah. Be the, the, yeah. That to me has always felt like the worst thing. Like, you just keep watching people die and you just keep kicking. And kicking you see it. that, people that lose yeah. their close friends and family and stuff, they tend to go downhill in a hurry. New in theaters this week, uh, you talked about it, touched on it a little bit, and you've seen it, so spoil it a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Won't You Be My Neighbor? It's like you don't the, have to spoil it. We know what happens. Spoiler, like he gets a TV show. It's the beautiful thing you've ever seen and that you can imagine ever seeing and then like multiplied by 10 is how I would. Like I can't imagine anybody seeing this and being like, I want my money back. What the hell was that? You <laughs> well, if, yeah, if you're going into it to begin yeah. with, there's yeah. kind of a certain mindset. So, so what we did was we set out a little, um, we set out a little Kleenex table out front <laughs> uh, with a little sign that said, You know, it's a quote from Fred that was like, you know, when we tell people don't cry, we're really saying we're uncomfortable with you crying. And what we really need to say is, go ahead and cry, and I'm here with you. Which right then makes you want to cry. All of a sudden, you grab the tissue box before you... I was just going in to see a movie, now the tissue box placard has me crying. (laughs) But, you know, there were a couple of parts, and and it was mostly inspiring and just a feel-good movie, but there were a couple of parts that were just like a sucker punch of, feelings right right in the face and, um the scene with the disabled child there was a scene with a gorilla or the you know the gorilla's sign languaging his love of fred rogers and i'm like because everybody loved him yeah. he was amazing and just just behind the scenes stuff how hard he fought um to stay on the air and to keep the funding and to make sure that every child felt included and loved and it was awesome very good. It looked awesome. We were. I was going to bring the wife to go see it last night because I saw there were still seats, and uh, she ended up feeling pretty rough. A rough it night sold for out. last night. It so, ended up selling out. Yeah, so it was good we didn't come. Yeah. And then to, um, you know, we're donating a dollar from every ticket for this when it opens on the twenty second, and also mm-hmm. last night uh, to PBS. Oh, very too, good. And yeah, that's, that's great. I think a lot of us have seen on social media somebody had put together the clip where he was at Congress and arguing for the funding. Yes. And I assume that was in the movie because that's like that's one of the more it was famous. So beautiful. Where he's so explaining beautiful. to them why they need to just off the cuff. He wasn't reading yeah. and prepared. He had something prepared and then didn't read it. And then just his sincerity. It wasn't even the words so much as it was the heartfelt way he delivered them. And so spoiler, good. they got the money and then got some. Got the money. <laughs> 
Yeah, go ahead on film and be the one that told Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look with that. Be the one to look him down and say, Get no, yeah. Guess who's not getting elected <laughs> next term? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a couple other films. Uh, should we start big or should we start small? We'll start smaller, smallish. Um, Hereditary is probably where we're going to see the Halloween trailer attached, if I had to guess. Yep. Uh, opens That'd be a this good weekend. movie for it. Yeah, that uh, would be. Uh, speaking of creepy, it. psychological, horror, thriller kind of films. So they there was an experiment. I don't know if you saw this. The heart they, rate one? Yep. Yep, I didn't see it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Explain that. And uh, so they strapped some, um, I believe they were Apple watches on a select group of people and had them just wear the watch throughout um, the movie. And heart rates were jumping up to, I believe I saw one that was like 160-something, yeah. which is crap. just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that person maybe could have almost died. <laughs> <laughs> that person maybe shouldn't be seen yeah, at the end of the movie. Yeah, go too. ahead and take a little break. But um, see it. <laughs> yeah, so that was, and then like this was one of the trailers I saw at uh, AlamoCon back in February, an extended one. And I'm not, like I've said before, and we'll say again and again, it's not my genre normally because it stuff doesn't scare me. Right. But this scared me. So I want to see it. I'm going to see it. It's happening. Oh, you're planning to see it, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to try very hard to see it. <laughs> I, I love psychological horror and seeing yeah. that this looks like a really it's good one. It's just so nuts. <laughs> it's, it looks so you know, the up. dollhouse stuff and, and then the scenes where the dolls are representing the people yeah. and the, mm-hmm. that fade in and out. And I don't, yeah, I don't even know. Ugh. Yeah, it certainly looks messed up. Yeah. And they got a creepy little girl, which is always the creepy, creepy little girl, <laughs> which is, is always good. You always want to very well. With yeah. she almost wouldn't even need to do anything; just stand there <laughs> with that fixed stare. And I'm like, oh, enough! Yeah, <laughs> stop it. Uh, also opening this week, another smaller film. I'm guessing could open big. Uh, Hotel Artemis, which has a lot of they. It's another one of these where they grab everybody they can that yeah, just happens to be Jody off Foster. during the shooting time. And Jodie Foster's in it. Yeah, it's like, hey, we got yeah. two weeks to shoot this thing. Who's available? Right. <laughs> Who wants to come in? Yeah. This is what I want to see. This yeah. When I when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Ooh, this yeah. looks like one I'm going good. to the theater." <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, they'll be uh splitting up the paychecks on that one. I don't know who got paid what on that, but a lot of people making some money on that one. Hopefully they'll make their money back in the theater. And then the big release of the weekend, uh Ocean's 8, which looks if, if I don't know if Again, trailers, they do what they're supposed to do, then you'll go see it. But this looks a little more fun even than the first, whatever, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 that we had. This, because I, I don't know what about it. I don't know what it is about the trailer, but yeah, this has the feeling like this looks like it can be more fun than those. I think maybe they had spread too thin. They had Maybe to. eight's the right number, but. Yeah, they. I feel like they had to go just hard into the humor because. Mm-hmm. It's very cookie cutter. Otherwise, right. you know, like we've yeah. seen this before. It's a, there's a big job. Can they pull it off? Spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they will they pull it off. Well, how so do you think th- it's right. going to go? I mean, because with having the other three movies, it's like, okay, we've seen oceans, we've seen highs. I think we it'll do it. well with the people that have already seen Book Club. This is where Book Club yeah. drops off this week. Come on, because, Book Club people. Um, yeah, so because we've seen like it, but it's all the same. We saw it with Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Now we're seeing it with Sandra Bullock. We're seeing it with Kate Blanchett. We're seeing it with this amazing cast they put together. And because it's a shorter cast, I think you don't have to spread out the screen time as much. You can spend more time with some yeah. of the side characters. Whereas, like I said, with the Oceans movies, it was like 
you can't. You, so you don't have time see, to develop the characters. Are we going to see twenty, thirty million out of this, or are we going to see seventeen million out of this? Uh, well, Solo's yeah, Solo's not going to make any money this weekend. And yeah. everybody that wanted to see Deadpool two and Avengers Infinity War have already seen them, and it's a different crowd. And if that crowd can give Book Club what seven million last week and its third week of release, I totally could see this making twenty million or more. Hopefully, yeah. Just you know, the ensemble cast is great. Again, the, what I'm concerned about is the backlash that you kind of get when you take a movie that had a, a male historical past and right. like Ghostbusters is what I'm thinking of specifically. Right. There was a lot of rage about there's, and I haven't seen that as much this time. Like what are these women doing coming in here and doing this movie? But that I saw with Ghostbusters, right. but I do think that some people are just like, leave it alone. It was fine. Well, I Let think part go. of that too is, I mean, Ocean's 11 with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon et al was a remake of Ocean's Eleven with Frank Sinatra. Right. I mean, so right, right. it's like it's a remake of a remake of a remake, and mm-hmm. you gender swap the cast. So yeah. I think that it's a little more palatable. And th- this wasn't like with Ghostbusters where there's a n- core group of nerds yeah. who tend to put yeah. things on pedestals, they especially white do. male pedestals. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know that the Oceans movies played to that crowd, so they're not as in love with those movies and they're not yeah. as vocal about those types anything, of things. If anything, it's just been more of a, a no response at all. Kind of yeah. an eh, you know, if anything. There hasn't been, you know, people haven't been like, oh my God, I cannot wait. I'm counting the days. I bought the glass. Right. Although the glass is pretty cool. I haven't seen we have a, Yeah, I'll just show you guys later. But yeah. it's it, the glass we did for this one is pretty. Oh, no, I kind of just thinking. To what you said with the Ghostbusters thing, right. how people were felt about that, and the track record of movies like Bridesmaids and Mommy's stuff and all that. Oh, yeah. I, I may be wrong, and I'm hoping everybody proves me wrong. I don't see that thing creeping out of the teens. Yeah. I don't know. I, we'll see. But, yeah. And not to say that it won't be, because it probably will be a great yeah, movie. Yeah. Kind of like Solo. Good movie. Yeah. Fun be, movie. Yeah. Nobody wants to see it. Well, I have 25 in about, my head. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking 20 plus. Yeah. 25, 23, somewhere in that area. But we shall you know, see next week. Again, who's yeah, going to be, like your point with Fred Rogers, who's going to be the congressman that on camera tells Mr. Rogers, no, you can't have money? Who's yeah. going to be the film, film goer that's going to tell Sandra Bullock, America's Sweetheart? Kate Blanchett. Who's going to tell Anne Hathaway? Who's going to tell Mindy? Who's going to tell these people that you know? No, you don't get to play in the yeah. men's genre right. or whatever. You know, this like, is no. a very dangerous statement to make yeah, in these times. Exactly. So, so. Yeah. we'll see. We'll like see if they said, back I, that up with money or not. Yeah. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, I'll, I'd like to watch it, but <laughs> people are so fickle and funny here with people this. Draw lines in the sand that don't need to be drawn. Yeah. They yep. have to defend those too, lines. like, you know, it's June, so the weather's nice, so then you're competing against that, so it's, yeah. it's so up in the air. You never know yeah. what anything's going to do. Yeah, like but the weather's also wrong, hot. I'd love to see it make <laughs> all the so money. Come, come sit in the air condition. Yeah. Uh, so that is what is in new in theaters this week. All right, our social media poll for this week. We are... <laughs> So we didn't. I don't know if you've heard what we're going to be doing on Saturday. <laughs> we uh, there's a place here in town that opened up recently, uh, locally owned, a couple of veterans that own it, uh, called Tommy Hawk's Axe House, where you can order an adult beverage uh-huh. and then throw axes at what? wooden targets. Uh, they've actually got summer leagues of start and stuff. So we're going out there on oh Saturday to gosh. talk to the owner, one of the owners, uh, and she's so going to give jealous. us some uh, instruction, and then we're going to make sure we bring our yeah. cell phone cameras because yes, we're going to try. Do. Yeah, they started advertising on Facebook like 
two and a half months before they opened. Yeah. Never and heard I, of it. I shared and <laughs> yeah. could not. I've been wanting to go to this place since it opened because <laughs> I'm big into I throw knives, throw axes, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it makes me happy that there's a place like this in town. So. Oh, yeah. And that it's kind of a fad now. There's These things yeah. are popping up all over the country. Because so. people have a lot of rage. You know, I, get, like I think any, so. Any outlet where you can, like, especially if you have a, an adult beverage first, to really bring out the <laughs> yeah, <deep> exactly. <laughs> Kind of relax, let your guard down a little bit. Well, you've got competition. You've got the fun of how many people have held an axe in their hand. Oh, yeah. Much less thrown it at something. The corporate team building aspect of it where you can get your middle managers. and stick? Actually stick, not in a person. Yeah. They do have a lot of safety equipment. I saw on some of the nets and stuff. Yeah. So we're going out there on Saturday to record part of our show. So our question for the week is, in that frame of mind who is your favorite warrior in pop culture and we purposely left that open to interpretation so we can go like star wars and sci-fi or it can be you know game of thrones medieval or it can be video games television historical it can be you know whatever so we know what our suggestions were because those are out there so we're asking you who've not waited on this yet your favorite warrior warrior person well, um, I'm not choosing any of those. Well, <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, I wanted to say, obviously, Xena, Warrior Princess, right. but I didn't watch that, so that would just be me saying <laughs> that it. That would just be saying it for yeah. <laughs> um, I, You know, I kind of want to say um, Furiosa from Mad Max. Uh, That's a good pick. Because Charlize Theron was so good, and I knew it was Charlize Theron, right. but I was still like, is that Charlize Theron? She, yeah, she knocked that out of the park. And so I, I, my mind just kept going back to that. And I'm like, well, then obviously that's who it is. I mean, like, I, if, yeah, I if you keep time, going, yeah, yeah, if I'm not thinking of anybody else. So that's, that's my answer. That's a great answer. Awesome. All right. Well, you can still vote in our poll. The poll is open till noon central time on Friday. So there's still around a day, depending on when you're listening to this, to vote. Half a day, maybe, if you're listening to it on Friday on your way to work. Uh, you can vote on Twitter. You can find the poll. We've pinned it at the top. So if you go to our Twitter page, you'll find it there. We are at PGTC Podcast. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. You can find it on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Same deal. We pinned it to the top. It's easy to find. You can email it to us. But, you know, again, I get to see those and nobody else does until we put this thing together. So if you want everybody to know your choice so they can vote and weigh in and be like, yeah, yeah, that should be better. Well, you know, if you win the poll, We'll definitely let you know that you won the poll. We'll say so. Yeah. So get your friends and family to uh, to support you on social media. But if you want to email it, because you don't want everybody to know that you chose Xena, Warrior Princess, you can email it to us <laughs> at popgoestheemail at gmail.com. And brand new, we're working on it this week, you can call and leave your comment, your vote, your suggestion on the Pop Goes the Culture hotline. That number, 417-986-7842. It's pretty painless. You call, you say, hey, my name is whatever, and this is what I want to say. And it can be weighing in on the social media poll. You can be, hey, did you guys hear about this? Or what do you think about that? Or, yeah, I agree with this. Or, no, I don't. Or, make Odin hold the mic up closer and talk louder. Or And as always, Joey loves the dirty talk. So, <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> All of that. Use your common sense. (laughs) (laughs) We're not asking you to post certain pictures on social media. We're asking you not to leave certain comments on the hotline. But I'm asking you to. (laughs) If you do, do, it may not make it to the show. Uh, But you can use any of those (laughs) ways to get a hold of us and let us know what you think. You can uh, find us, of course, links to all that and more on our website at www.pgtcpodcast.com. 
What is going on here? How did uh, kids camp go last week? It went this well. Week. It went Still well. This week, um, we actually ended up throwing a never-ending story up on Monday night for the adults uh-huh. and uh, kind of last minute, and it still filled up pretty pretty well. Oh yeah. So it was. Speaking of needing exciting. a tissue, <laughs> did you set the tissues out there as well? Oh yeah, I should have. God, I love that movie. <laughs> so I was excited to see that um, you know all 100% of those donations because it's just it's not a ticket price; it's a right. donation, but. They're going to the Springfield Dream Center for June, so we'll be able to to help them out a little bit. And then in July we have uh, Land Before Time and Sing, and oh, those wow. will benefit Ozarks Literacy Council. So Very cool. I'm just glad it's good to find local places. And, oh, absolutely! And partner up with them and and make sure they get some funding. So yeah, and but I was really happy, really happy that it did well. Oh uh, yeah, me too. That's favorite. one of those that are yeah, yeah close when it's close to your heart like that. You want it to succeed more so than like yep, a scene, so which much. you know it's good, but it's not <laughs> a classic. It's not right. our movie. Uh, so you guys have a Jurassic World menu, is that correct? Yes, is that I'm out already? Holding it in my hand. Brontosaurus burgers. <laughs> It's coming. <laughs> you got the big uh, ribs that tip the car over <laughs> sideways, or is that a different? Yeah, episode? we are actually. Uh, we're going to bid farewell to the Deadpool menu. The chimichangas are gone. So the delicious, the delicious chimmy freaking changas are <laughs> are going to be, and that's too bad because they were delightful. I mean, I I finally had one. And it was lava hot, so maybe wait a minute. But yeah, so he then kept it's trying to make me come and get one, get one yeah. for him. I believe we're bringing it in next week. So the names, let's just go through those. Yeah. Triceratops. Come on. <laughs> All right. Come on. Now. Nice. Brilliant. And it's it's just loaded. Um, so you got like beef and cheese and sriracha sour cream yes. and lettuce and tomatoes and and then under all that some tots I'm assuming <laughs> somewhere in there. Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah. there's a mountain of food and yeah, somewhere somewhere in there. At least a couple tots. And then the bratosaurus. Huh? <gasps> nice. Come on. So that's a beer cooked bratwurst uh, with Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, beer cooked onions, and Dijon mustard. And I'm just, come on, like beer cooked anything. Like beer cheese, beer battered, whatever. I, I want that. So I'm excited about that one. We have pterodactyl wings. Uh, they're a little spicy. And then the drinks, we have Earth's Blue Shaker with a blueberry compote and some graham cracker crumbs in there. And then Ooh. the Drankosaurus, <laughs> which is uh, some Don Q Cristal and Don Q and Yeho. I never say that right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's got alcohol in it. Yeah. And It'll then, get you uh, there. Dilophosaurus venom is another one that uh, looks very potent. And then a beer, the Odell Dino DNA Amber. <laughs> and so that's inspired by this movie. Yep. A beer, yeah. It it's got its own huh. beer, so that's really that's awesome. cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty pumped about this menu. Yeah, that sounds really it's, good. Yeah, and hungry. Also hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you've got, not to leave these off, of course, I don't know, maybe it's not the highlight. I call it the highlight. You've got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of live. You got a couple, not a lot. You got a couple of live couple things going live on things. next yeah. week. To me, it's a highlight. I don't know. Maybe it's not to you guys. Uh, Monday, you've got Greg coming back in town. I know Greg's coming, and um, so we're he's going to be here for Best Friends Volume One, which uh-huh. he wrote, and he and Tommy are back together. I'm not sure. Everybody listening is familiar with them from The Room. I'm going to guess that a big portion of our listeners are pretty familiar with The Room. But, you know, like I've found sometimes that's not a good idea. You know, that's one movie that didn't get a lot of play here. Mm -hmm. We didn't get a lot of play anywhere (laughs) for reasons. But 
it seems like yeah, it's a it felt very coastal. Like a lot of yeah. the Midwest didn't necessarily know until yeah. it started to pick up traction. Until the disaster and steam artists, and, yeah. I think. And and so I got to watch the got to watch this, and it's a lot better, which I'm not sure <laughs> well, is a good thing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I think they almost needed to make it a little really more campy. bad too. But <laughs> it's you know, and and Tommy's acting is better, so it was oh. really disconcerting. Well, you huh. know, not, there's not, only so far you can you can't really get much. It was more. good. Right. It's just to say that it was better. Well, you um, start at the bottom. You can only step up. <laughs> So Greg's going to be Tom. here, uh, you know, he's going to do a live Q&A after these shows. Yes. We have two of them, and they're not sold out at all. Really? And then we're also going to have scotchkas. We're going to serve <laughs> scotchkas, which nice. is just the bill, the recipe for that is just <laughs> as awful as you would think. Yeah. Scotch, vodka, stir three times, serve. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's... And then uh, next Friday, which I know we'll talk between now and then, but I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, next Friday, you've got a live Q&A as well, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, um, there's a movie, Women Who Kill, about, it's about a podcast right. um, by two women who used to be in a relationship, about, and it's a true crime theme podcast, and then one of them dates someone who might end up being a murderer. So it's, but it's, it's very witty and very dry. Like right. I'm, I'm really, I really liked the way it was written and the delivery, <laughs> and uh, it might not be for everybody, but I thought, I thought it was very sharp. Yes. So I'm excited to have the director here, Ingrid Youngerman. She wrote and directed it, and so she is going to be here Friday night um, doing live Q&A after both of those. And that is part of your, the whole, really focused next week, but uh, the whole month celebration of uh, Pride Month. Uh, yep. You guys have something going on just about every night next week, don't we you? We do. Um, Monday, we have The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. We'll <laughs> also have Greg here. It just right. worked out that way. So, Are those two audiences overlapping? <laughs> do, you think, do you think there's some overlap <laughs> well, between the two? I heard from a couple of people that They're were trying very to pick which one to go it. to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can so imagine. That, that's our Monday. Then Tuesday, we've got um, Fantastic Woman and Milk. And uh, Fantastic Woman was actually a Draft House Recommends title. Right. But we did not get it here when it came out. So I was able to get it in for, you know, for Pride Week. And I'm hoping that people will come out and see that. Plus, Milk with, with Sean Penn was just a really great was a really, performance. Yeah, it was. And it's uh, the 10-year anniversary of that. I can't believe it came out oh, 10 right. years yeah. ago. I know. Man, I'm feeling old now. It's really well. weird. Um, then Wednesday is devoted to our Grease sing-alongs because we got to go big with <laughs> that. So we're going to do some hand jives. We're, you know, they put the words up on the screen. Um, obviously, costumes are welcome. Um, I even got one. And <laughs> oh, then yeah. we're candy cigarettes for everyone. Yes. <laughs> and combs. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Greaser nice. combs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. Pumped about Grease Sing Along. Uh, I'm hoping that it, you know, people will come out and give it the full ridiculousness that it deserves. <laughs> it, it truly does. <laughs> yeah. Deserve the ridiculousness. Camp it right up. And then, uh, then of course, Friday. Friday will be. We all, and then Thursday we are going to Incredibles opens. Yeah. So we'll have some family parties starting Thursday night yes. for the kids. Very cool. Make your own superhero mask and stuff. So <laughs> Nice. That'll yeah. be fun. So something for everybody this week uh, out at the Alamo Draft House. And then quick plug. We're going to be here. Uh, obviously, we're here on Thursdays. Uh, but we're going to be here. I hope you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're planning yeah, on showing up. Oh, by the way. By the way. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, we're going to be out here uh, next Saturday, not this coming Saturday, not two days from now, but Saturday the 16th. We'll be out here at 2 o'clock along with the Rick Mobile. Uh, so, all you Rick and Morty fans, and I know 
there are a bunch of you out there, and I know that you don't all listen to the show. So if you are a Rick and Morty fan and you've got Rick and Morty fans in your circle that you run with, uh, let them know that at 2 o'clock on Saturday, June the 16th, I think it's 2 to 5, they'll be out here. Yep. Uh, the Rick Mobile will be out here with all your Rick and Morty merchandise needs and all the things you don't need but are going to buy anyway. Uh, so yeah, come out. he posted that we were doing it. I was like, well, that's great because I was going to be there. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah, At first we were like, excited. I was well, coming. When we got yeah. to the point, we are like, man, we should, we should just go. And then we are like, well, if we're going to go on Saturday... We should just podcast while we're there. Yeah, so. no, I think it's great. Um, yeah, I saw you know there was a little um, article, a little blurb saying Rick and Morty's tour in these areas, Springfield's on it. And it was like, if you want to be considered as, and I was like, uh, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, and they contacted <laughs> us, and they're going to be here, and and we got the space for them, so they're going to be set up out in the parking lot that and all their awesome. glory. We're looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Uh, and then our box office report uh, for the last week of June, uh, we'll record it on Tuesday instead of Thursday because Tuesday night, June the 26th, is the Alamo Draft House one-year anniversary party. I keep calling it the birthday party. It's the one-year anniversary party. <laughs> uh, we'll be recording out here. The party starts at 5, and the movie yep. shows at 8. And so there's going to be... A lot going on. I'm trying to figure out where we can find cowboy hats for the whole group. <laughs> <laughs> because Absolutely. you can't not. It's again, yeah, dress again, up. Dress up's welcome. And we're having, you know, we're going to have a schnitz and groove and eating contest out in the parking lot. Uh, we got a smoker, so we're going to have like pork and beans and cornbread. Um, and the back lot yep, here is going to be lots, transformed. Yep, it's going to be saloon. We're going to have our saloon girls and, and guys working and. Are the guys wearing dresses and the garters they, too? Yeah, the guys are wearing dresses. The girls are <laughs> going to be awesome. Yep. That's funny. That's what we do here. We turn it on its head. I love it. <laughs> I'm down. And then Blazing Saddles movie parties with, you know, like if you always wanted to go to a movie and get your own whoopee cushion as part of the ticket price, this is probably <laughs> you know, you don't get that another everywhere. single movie where you would get that. Yeah. So. And it's, I mean, it's Blazing Saddles. And one of the most quotable movies I still find myself accidentally, not even on purpose, dropping Blazing Saddles quotes into my conversation. Yeah, you don't even realize it's so much it. part of your life. Same here. Exactly. And I know folks, uh, we, I know there are folks in Springfield and the area that are planned on coming out. I've got uh, some friends, former co-workers, that uh, when they uh, became their own company, they decided to purchase uh, a property and spin it off. And uh, they uh, decided to name their company uh, Rock Ridge. LLC. Yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> here out of Springfield. Owners, Rock Ridge principles. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so I know they'll be out here, and I know a bunch of other folks uh, are as well because we've been uh, talking it up. I've been talking it up, just people I know, and uh, we've been talking it up on uh, social media as well. So uh, we will hopefully see a bunch of you guys out here on Tuesday evening, the 26th of June. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast on your podcast player of choice so you'll know when new episodes are available. Like we said, Saturday, we will, uh, it'll be kind of a mixed bag. We'll get, we're going to go to Tommy Hawk's first and throw and stuff. And then the survivors are going to go back to the studio <laughs> and, re- and record the normal Triumphant. first half of the show where, uh, where we talk uh, headlines and this week in pop culture and all that fun stuff. Go over the social media poll, set the poll out for the next week. Uh, and then we'll splice the back half of the show will be the what we recorded first from Tommy Hawk. So again, uh, if we show up Saturday and you only hear two people on the show, <laughs> the other two are at the ER or didn't make it. So uh, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. <laughs> they look pretty safe and secure over there. 
Uh, but again, tell us your thoughts about anything we talked about, anything we didn't talk about that should have. Uh, let us know what you think of the top stories and what you want us to talk about each and every week. We'll use your suggestions. We'll build the show around them, and we'll give you a shout-out on social media and on the shows. Uh, again, you can tag us or tweet at us at Twitter at PGTC Podcast. Uh, tag us or post to our wall on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email us at popgoestheemail at gmail.com or, again, call the hotline, record it, and literally make your voice heard because we will use some of those in our shows. Uh, that number, again, is 417-986-7842. If you went and saw any of these movies we've talked about, uh, let us know what you thought about them. Give us a call on the hotline. We'll work those into uh, future shows as well. And, of course, the Alamo Draft House we can find on social media as... Alamo Springmo, Alamo all the way across Springmo. the board. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All right, we did it. Made it through another one. We will leave you guys for the day. Uh, Hopefully enjoy the weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll catch you guys this Saturday out and about. Uh, If you are, take a listen to the Saturday podcast and uh, let the folks over at Tommy Hawks know that you appreciate them letting us in the doors, just like uh, we do here at the Alamo and at Vintage Stock and at GameStop and all the places where uh, we record these podcasts. We have a good time doing it, and uh, we truly appreciate it you and the Alamo and all the businesses that let us come in and uh and record so thank you guys very much and we will talk to you later later see ya see ya